My name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. You can learn more about me and my website at livetoone110.com and on my detox website, mineralpower.com. Today, we're going to be interviewing Ian Clark. Um, he is the founder of oceansalive.com. This is an incredibly interesting company that grows marine phytoplankton to develop highly beneficial supplements. He's worked with engineers to create their own pure mini-ocean environment, closed off from toxins and pollution to create the purest marine phytoplankton available today on the market. And this is a supplement that I highly recommend people take because it contains all the amino acids and nutrients and minerals that our bodies need to be healthy and protect itself from disease. But before we get into the podcast, I have to do the disclaimer. Please keep in mind that this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. So please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in anything that we may suggest today on the show. Ian Clark, our guest, he proclaims that he's not a doctor or a scientist. He thinks of himself as someone who just started connecting the dots after he got severely ill, overweight, and sick about 10 years ago. At that time, someone introduced him to powdered versions of microalgaes, including one from marine phytoplankton. He noticed that it started to change his health, even his perspective and his life, However, he knew it could be better if it was the original, raw, unprocessed marine phytoplankton. That's when he started his research on harvesting, producing, and storing it properly. But the first challenge that he faced was the production. So, you know, he didn't want air pollution or environmental contaminants mixing in with the seawater where the marine phytoplankton was grown. So he connected with some European engineers who built a complex photobioreactor. And ultra-pure ocean water, pure carbon dioxide, and natural sunlight provided the exact conditions to grow marine phytoplankton at its best. So in other words, he created a closed-off mini-ocean, but without the pollution, the waste, toxicity, heavy metals, and bacteria of the real ocean. So let's let's learn more about marine phytoplankton from Ian Clark himself. Ian, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, Wendy. Appreciate being on here. Thank you. Wanting to the listeners a little bit about yourself and your own personal health journey. So my journey started at 46 years old, and now I'm 58. So that's 12 years ago. I had a very long list of life-threatening health issues from heart disease to liver disease. I had illness. It was awful. And so the doctors were reading me the right act. I had to have different surgeries and pharmaceutical protocols. And it was just, it just scared me to death. So I got away from them. And today I am very, very healthy level in many areas. All all of those things are long gone. And even though they were incurables and they were not in any way, shape or form uh, viewed as being something I could get out of on my own, I met the right people at the right time. I was able to get rid of all of that junk. By the end of 2009, I was back to a normal medical range with all of my all of my markers. And at that point, I went, okay, let's see how far we can take this. Let's see how healthy we can get. Because the older we get, the healthier we can become, provided that you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. 
And so, so you, in your own personal health journey, you started a company um, where you started developing marine phytoplankton. So, uh, so why is it such an important nutrient for human health? Well, the phytoplankton came on the scene right out of the gate. That was the first thing that came to me. And it was the thing that kickstarted everything in the right direction. And the, the thing that I know now as to why, at that time I had no real idea why. I just knew that it was cool. But now we understand that this is containing every single nutritional molecule known to any historical data on the earth. And this is not to be confused with chlorella or spirulina or any of the other algaes out there. This is a very specific two-strain product that is grown in the south of Spain in a photobioreactor in the most perfect conditions possible. And these were selected for human nutritional profile. And the so the entire spectrum of all the nutrients within each microscopic cell is in the nano range. So you have all the amino acids, essential fatty acids, pigments, minerals, enzymes, and the list is very long. There's been a tremendous amount of research done into this, how this works in the body, you know, where it's like let food be your medicine, medicine be your food. This is the epitomization of that. So when I started taking it, all I noticed was that I had a tremendous amount of body energy but more importantly, it was mental energy and a real enthusiasm came in for living. So that was exciting because I didn't, I, I was not a happy camper. And I was trying various different things like raw foods and vegan and juicing, but they were, they were just tearing me down. And my markers were, they, like I say, they were off the charts. I was told by uh, a doctor, my liver was done. I had to go to the hospital right now. And I was like, no, I'm not going to go to the hospital. You know, so the marine phytoplankton gave me, that was a functional foundational nutrient that was laying the, the groundwork for my body to begin to do cellular repair. And the other thing that I learned about, and this is now very high tech understanding coming out of Europe, is that our bodies run on biophotons. They run on magnetism as well. And they have, you know, small electricity. But the main communication within our body is light. And everything has to travel at the speed of light. And magnetism is faster than light, but the magnetism is not able to do the transfer in a cellular communication at that broad way. So everything we're eating has light contained in it. If you think about anything that grows out there under the sun, it is soaking up sunlight until it comes to harvest and now it's ready to go. If you pick it before it's ripe, it's not good. It needs to come to full fruition and then have all of that energy residual in there, you consume that, and provided that it's pure, it doesn't have all the junk residues in it, right from the atmosphere, or pesticides or whatever, then it releases the light energy within your system of all the different colors of the rainbow in different frequencies. So now we understand that the phytoplankton is the most absorbent of anything out there that, that pulls on light because it's not growing in soil. It's growing in ocean water, so it's, it's feeding on minerals, CO2, and sunlight. So it's super sunlight. In my books, it's the ultimate residual storage of sunlight. That when you take it, you need a very small amount, and it gives you a very big effect. Mm. And so it's marine phytoplankton. It's very important how it is packaged. 
Uh, we were talking before the show and I mentioned that I had actually purchased some marine phytoplankton off of Amazon because I wanted to try it. I've, you know, read about the many health benefits of it and it's, it has lots of minerals. I'm big on minerals with my program, Mineral Power. Um, but it came in capsules and I noticed a few days after opening it, it smelled rancid. And, you know, I thought, well, hey, it's from the sea. You know, maybe that's you know, how kind of seawater smells when it's packed in a capsule. Um, but my intuition told me that, um, you know, something was wrong. It's off. It's maybe rotting because it smells rotten. Um, so can you talk a little bit about how marine phytoplankton needs to be packaged so that it doesn't go rotten? Well, there's, there's two ways that it's produced. And so one way is fresh harvested as a paste, and it goes into a centrifuge where they leave the water inside the microscopic cell, but all the water outside is gone. So it's like thick bubble gum. Mm-hmm. They would traditionally take that and put it into a freezer for a period of time and then put that into a lyophilization machine, which is like a big uh, sophisticated freeze dryer. What that does, it removes all the water, and then it exposes everything to the atmosphere. They would then take that and put it into a vacuum pack that has no light in it because you don't want oxygen or any light to touch the marine phytoplankton. It has a two-year shelf life if it's inside the vacuum pack. But people that just think, oh, I want to sell phytoplankton to the world, they take that out of the vacuum bag, they put it into a capsule, they put it into a bottle, there's no protection, and within two months it's beginning to go rancid. Do they care? No, because they're selling marine phytoplankton and you're buying marine phytoplankton and you believe that it's going to be good for you. So when we saw that going on back 10 years ago when this first began, I was put in touch with some people out of Australia who use a very concentrated purified ocean mineral that takes, you know, six months to make. And they, it goes through this process until you have, it's like a thick, almost like a syrup. And anything that they would put in there would be instantaneously suspended as if it was just freshly picked and it would never change from that point forward. So I got permission to be able to use that idea. I combined that with a fresh paste marine phytoplankton, and that's where Oceans Live was born. Because we call it Oceans Live because it's actually a living microscopic microalgae marine phytoplankton cell going into the solution and instantly suspending. So it still smells and tastes and does the same thing as if it was just harvested, which is really a miracle. And it's a discovery that I didn't make, but I was allowed to use to apply. Now, what that does is it makes sure that there's no oxygen and there's no light hitting it. So it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't change at all. It's just as if you picked an apple from a tree and it was fresh to eat right there rather than dry freeze-drying it. So that's the difference. So our product being kept in liquid form in that concentrated sea mineral doesn't change, doesn't go off in the city. Whereas the other one, you don't know even when they took it out of that vacuum bag. I, I could buy a, vac, a vacuum-packed bag of, of powder. It could already be a year old and only have a year left if it was in a vacuum bag. I could have opened it up a year ago, put it in the, in the things, put a two-year shelf life on it, right? Because I can put whatever date I want, and you're going to get this. You don't have any idea when it was harvested. So we didn't want it. We we've never sold any marine phytoplankton like that as a result of that problem, which we're hyper aware of. Now, if you had a, if you knew exactly the harvest date, you knew exactly when it was lifelized. You knew it went into that bottle at this amount of time. It was kept in a refrigerator, in the dark, in a vacuum sealed thing, right? And you were going to consume it in 30 days. You're fine, because you you're not going to get past that 60 day rancidity thing. 
But how many how many companies are out there? Unless it's a pharmaceutical company, how many are going to go to that length? Mm-hmm. So if we ever did the powder, that's what we would do. Mm-hmm. And so because you know the whole deal at, at the end of the day is: are we in business to make money, or are we in business to deliver value to the end user for real? Because that's really a question you have to ask yourself. Most of the nutraceutical and natural product companies are in the business to make money because it's trending, mm-hmm. because it's amazing. And they're making absolutely sure that you're getting a huge ROI. When you're investing your money with our company, we use your money. We consider it your money, not ours. It comes into our bank account, but it's yours. And we use that very carefully to deliver a value back to you and make sure that we use that profit margin in that product for growth to become even better and faster and bigger to help more people. And that's our attitude. So, you know, because there's all kinds of things you can do in life to make money. I know people that make millions a month just selling whatever online. We could go do that, but we choose to do what we do because that's what we've learned. Yeah, and that's as a result, you have success because of your philosophy. Your product is very, very successful. And so uh, talk about how marine phytoplankton was discovered. Well, that goes right back into the 60s. And what they were looking for back then, this is all started in Europe and particularly in Spain. Uh, a guy named Dr. Lubian, who worked out of the, the University of Cadiz. This is a, a microbiological university specifically for marine sciences. And they went all over the earth and they were gathering these different strains of phytoplankton at that time from the ocean, not from the freshwater that you can get, like the you know, cyclophyamin and all the, the different, um, different types of cyanobacteria. They were focused on ocean because they knew that the marine phytoplankton was the foundational functional food for the entire ocean. If you took marine phytoplankton out, everything in the ocean dies. So what they were trying to discover was different strains for different uses. And they started out with biofuels and then aquaculture. Like what would they feed fish? Because they know that that's the foundational side, right? And they were thinking, oh, if we have fish farms and we could feed the fish with that, it would be the best, which it is. And then they could do biofuel. But along the way, they found these two strains that were matched for human nutritional, and that would that would be right around the mid-90s when they discovered those strains. At that time, there was a young couple that were going to university in Spain, which was amazing. I mean, the fact that they were there, they had the they had the capital from their family to be able to have a vision and build a photobioreactor on land where they could grow this marine phytoplankton single strain at a time. And it took them many years to develop. By the time I met them in 2007, they had basically finished the first phase of the pilot project. And they were producing a totally pristine single strain at that time. Now it's two strains. So that that's how it was discovered. And it was this 30-year research project that went all over the world. And they were trying to find the best quality of each strain because different environments will allow different quality of that same strain to grow. And then they were keeping, they keep them alive, literally. They, they continuously change the, the media that these things are growing in. A lot have been there to Spain and seen it. And it's, it's an intense deal because they have to keep, they have to change them every so many days to keep them alive. Two full-time people on that at all times. Wow. That's really, really interesting. So so where is the marine phytoplankton produced that you use for, for your company? Is it in Spain? Yes. There's only one facility in the entire world. It has EU certification, ISO 22000, GMP, SQF, HACCP certified. They also have an EU novel functional food certificate which is almost impossible to get. This means it's never been done before and now it's a novel food. They've gone to those lengths. And 
it's like totally James Bond level, to, so to speak, you know, sophistication when it comes to the technology and how they're doing it. And anybody else out there that's trying to do it, there's there's small companies, very small ones that grow in greenhouses and try to use sunlight with greenhouses and either tubing or whatever they're doing. But nobody has this advanced technology because these guys have the financial horsepower behind them from a company that does more than 12 billion a year in sales of a rice value product. And when they saw the phytoplankton, they said, okay, that is the number one future food for all time. This is this we know will feed the world. We want to be able to, and you don't need very much of it. So we want to get this into rice. That's the real project right now. Mm. To grow for that. But on the, all the spin-off that we get to have our, we, we do an order and we get a production run, then in the sealed photobioreactor of the exact strain that we want, which is the two. And then they, so that's how they make it. Wow. So this, this is the only place in the world that is. There's other people that try, but it's not, it's, we would never try. Yeah. Because it's, it's that, that high level. Yeah. Wow. That's really, really interesting. I had no idea. Um, so does, uh, do all the, the links they go to, does that make Oceans Alive organic or non-GMO? Uh, well, the, this is, as far as organic, it's far beyond organic. You, if you were growing into an organic certification, it would still have contamination. The, you can't go at that low level. You have, you, have to, you have to set a standard so high because what happens is there's several million dollars worth of product being grown in a single batch. So when you have that level of, of value, if you have anything weird going in there at all, the phytoplankton goes, that's, that's weird, and then they start to undo and they die. Mm -hmm. They've lost entire batches on the way through, mm -hmm. as they learn, right? So it has to be so ultra pristine, you can't have any environmental contaminants from the air, from the seawater. When they put the seawater in there, it goes through an autoclave. It is ultra purified. Mm -hmm. They put it through ozone, UV. I mean, they, they just go to every length because you can't have any contamination factor. So that's, as far as organic, is way, way above that. Now, in, in the genetic modification world, this is the ultimate answer for all of these problems that people have eating genetically modified organisms. So you know that you and I, when we go to a restaurant with our social gatherings or wherever we go, guaranteed we're eating GMO food now. It's a guarantee. If you go to Europe, not so guaranteed, but definitely in North America. So. When you, when you know that that is doing damage to you at a DNA cellular level, even though they say it's not, it is, because we are really affected by what we eat. When you go to the phytoplankton, this is absolutely heirloom strains. There is nothing more ancient or heirloom than phytoplankton because they've never had a reason to genetically modify it. They've never had, never had a reason to hybridize it. And what they went through is a process called genetic selection. So this would be the furthest end of the spectrum away from GMO that you can get. Mm. How, we're, how I was explaining it in simple terms is that if you have a garden and your soils are consistent, you've got good organic seeds, you know, heirloom preferably, and you grow your garden, every year, if you had a lab that could analyze your garden, you would find that 10% of your garden is about 15% better than all the rest. Mm. It just has every year over year there's going to be a genetic improvement from a natural standpoint. But the problem is nobody knows which seeds came out of which plants. They just take certain seeds and put them back in. But if you knew the exact seeds that were 15% better, you would be having a compounding improvement of your garden year over year, and it would be that much compounding. In 20 years, you'd have a garden that would be phenomenally better than it is this year. Mm -hmm. 
you knew that, but nobody can afford labs for that, and nobody's going to do that. Not even big farmers will do this. But when they discovered this ability, and this, this entire photobioreactor is computer-controlled, they can control how much sunlight, how much CO2 is injected, all of the, the amount of oxygen off-gassing, the pH, all these things were watched very closely. And what they found out, they could tweak this and tweak that or put a little bit more stress in the environment to make more antioxidants within the phytoplankton or make more essential fatty acids or whatever they were looking for. And they were able to do a, a daily genetic selection because every day these are reproducing. So they would do this and see a big improvement and they could go into the lab and tell you exactly which were the better quality of that very strain. And then they would re-inoculate with that every day going into the future for eight months they did that project. Wow. So instead of waiting a year, you're waiting a day and they did it for eight months. So the curve of improvement was beyond any of their previous expectations because they were always just trying to get like a half a percent to one percent improvement. And in that eight month period they got a thirty-three percent thirty-four percent improvement. Thirty-four percent is a major, major improvement. When you can't hardly get half a percent or one percent for the years leading up to that. So this is this is the kind of thing when you put it in your system, you're giving yourself the reset nutrients your body can your dna is going yes i totally recognize this this is totally cool for me and it's like the whole symphony of original nutrition playing to you at once and it helps you sort out all that confusion that comes from gmo foods wow this is extremely cool tech and this is all part of the reason again why ebro with the 12 billion dollar company is so excited about getting this produced into the billions of dollars of food in the future yeah yeah, so what are some of the other benefits of taking marine phytoplankton? Well, we get all kinds of reports back. We've had everything from, hey, I just feel better, to, oh, my, the disease went away. And they're like, they're making all these claims, which we cannot legally publish, nor would we ever publish, because they, somebody may have a deficiency in multiple areas, and that got filled up by the nutritional spectrum, and their body responded with becoming super healthy, and that thing disappeared. There's no guarantee that does it for everybody. All I know is that Every, the main reports that people get back is a very deep level, like, like as if you're charging a battery. Like your whole body's like a battery and it's charging up. You have a strength and an energy that you've never had before in your life. And you also have a mental, cognitive energy that is very powerful. And that's, that's the big things that people report. And, and that's all we're willing to really say at this point because we do not want to get in any trouble or make any claims that would not be, you know, based on total double placebo-controlled randomized studies. Yes, and I completely understand that FDA does not allow you to make any kind of disease claims that it reverses any kind of disease, because only drugs are allowed to say that, of course. That's very controlled. Um, but but we know, as uh, you know, health practitioners, and uh, I have my own supplement company as well, we know that when you take the nutrients that your body requires to function, it begins to work. And it begins to work properly in many disease states and health conditions and symptoms, subclinical ones, low energy, brain fog, fatigue, etc., are caused by nutrient deficiencies. So when you fill all those up, uh, a lot of health results and all these little symptoms and even diseases can uh, reverse and improve dramatically. And so let's talk about what are some of the applications for marine phytoplankton? Well, in our world, the only applications that we get are just simply ingesting. Uh, you can put it in your skin. It's not going to do you any good. Uh, you have to do extracts in order to have it become, and it's happening right now. There are 
multiple extracts being pulled out of the marine phytoplankton for you know going into the skin transdermally and, and doing skin repair. But our product, putting it on your face, is not going to help you. Yeah. <laughs> so it does have to be digested to get to release everything. It has a very, very high amount of superoxide dismutase. It's the highest SOD product anywhere in the world that's coming from a natural plant base. And so that's a, an exciting part of it. Of course, the body loves antioxidants at that level. And it has all of the enzymes. So you're going to basically, you're getting all of the nutritional material for you to build all your hormones, right? That's another huge one because we've, we've had a lot of people say, wow, that they notice different things in that area, that, of, especially women that are affected because women are, women's bodies change every day, right? So this is a lot, we, and, and I would say 70% of our audience is women 50 and up. Women 15 up are, are, you know, and they should be starting way before this. Women, in, you know, 15 should be taking phytoplankton because it'll help them keep way further ahead of the curve all the way down the road. But, you know, unfortunately, people wait till there's something coming up and they see stuff and they want to change. So better skin tone. Uh, we've had many people talk about eyesight, definitely hormone balance, and overall sugar balance, too. So we've had crazy claims on diabetes. Yes, I've heard that, that it really can help improve blood sugar control dramatically. Right. That's right. Yeah. And of course that affects so many other things when you, when you bring that more into equilibrium. But it's just a constant steady flow. Now, if somebody is, is under a lot of stress with their work or they've got a creative project going on, they need to do five droppers a day. I've had a friend that, that built a factory in six months that should have taken two years and he was doing five droppers a day and he said he could have never got through that, you know, that, that access, but he was, he almost felt like he was abusing it, but he really wasn't. He was just simply talking up the tank because he was burning all that energy. Mm-hmm. But the average person is going to take one dropper. Okay. And he was straight under his tongue because he was rushing, but it's very strong. And we don't recommend that as far as from a taste profile, but you put it into juice and it makes juice taste better. It's actually very pleasant. Hmm. It's captured in that dropper. So is marine phytoplankton sustainable? Oh, yeah. Very, very sustainable. In fact, it is more sustainable than you would have anything growing in the ground because you can use non-arable land and they specifically use non-arable land. So, you're, you know, they're looking for land near the coast that you can't grow anything on and then they're, they're producing a massive amount of nutrition, whereas otherwise the land would never be used for anything. Mm. Yeah, so the sustainability factor is huge and you can continuously replicate. So, they have this system set up now that they can just proliferate it. And they're looking now for land. They actually have 11,000 hectares uh, on the coast of Morocco that they own. But it's, that is a massive undertaking over there. So they're just expanding their current facility in the south of Spain until they can get to that crescendo. But the goal is to, is to build a, a photobioreactor system that is so efficient they can grow literally billions of, of dollars worth of product to, to distribute around the world at a very good price. Wait, the most expensive out there. I think that's so important because the sea is becoming so polluted, unfortunately, from the, and I talk about this a lot because my expertise is detoxification and toxicity. And as we burn more and more fossil fuels and coal, that releases mercury into the air, which deposits into the ocean. That's how it gets into our fish and into the, the plankton, the marine phytoplankton as well, and gets into the entire food chain. Um, so I think it's wonderful that they're able to use this purified seawater 
and produce this pristine product because you you just can't. The reason they're doing that is you can't take it from the ocean. I'm assuming because it's just you can't just harvest the plankton for use because of contamination. Is that correct? Well, yeah, yeah, it would even be. A, of course, it would be very contaminated because it's like a sponge. Mm-hmm. But you can't see it. You don't know which strain you're getting. You have to know the exact strain. And most of the strains are not even digestible. They're diatoms, or they have a very tough cellular cell wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those are issues that are completely blocking. But it, yeah, totally impossible to harvest out of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And I noticed on uh, Livestrong, about a year and a half ago, they published an article where it says, oh, beware of phytoplankton supplements because they're toxic because they've absorbed all the toxins of the ocean. They never even did their investigation or looked into really what's <laughs> They don't have a clue. You know, you can't harvest it out of the ocean. Yeah, Livestrong, not uh, not very reliable source. <laughs> I've looked at articles uh, on there. I'm like, these people have no weeks. idea what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, is there anything else you want to add to our discussion about marine phytoplankton that perhaps we haven't uh, addressed? Well, I think it's the ultimate uh, age correcting product because. What happened with me is I had aged up to like an 80-year-old when I was 46. I didn't have the wrinkled skin, but I was extremely overweight and super toxic, and I was going to die. So that's messed up. I mean, even persons who live way over 100, my grandmother died at 102 and 11 months. She almost made 103 years old. My mom's 94. But both of her brothers, my two uncles, died at 51 and 54 in 1978, two days apart, both of cancer, thyroid and liver cancer. So, you know, longevity is based upon making sure that you're respecting the human body and providing the human operating system the right stuff. So what happened with me is I, I, I reversed a super-aged person back to a 46-year-old. Now, by the time I got it done, I was 40. I was almost 50, so it would be 46. Yeah, no, I was actually 52. By the time I had my clinical numbers back to where they should have been, uh, I was 52 years old. So it brought me back to what a 52-year-old would be. But you and I are actually aging Mm 25-year-olds. That's the reality. And so this is the kind of thing that allows us to, we're not going to look 25, but we have a body like we're 25. You know, if you went back to 25 years old, that's what you look like. Mm -hmm. Well, same size, same shape, kind of, right? And unless you've had children, which women, that that changes them a, a little bit, but the respect of the body using that, that nutrient. So I, just, I think it's the ultimate Kickstarter and anti-ager in the sense of, no, it's not anti-aging. It's, it's like reverse aging and keeping you where you, where you should be, like an aging 25-year-old. And I don't believe in the term anti-aging because that would be like, am I going to have a birthday coming up? Mm-hmm. Right? I'm yeah. going to say, no, I'm not against aging at all. I love my birthdays. No, but I totally understand what you're talking about. I mean, we just want to live longer, healthier lives as opposed to the current state where people in their 50s and 60s are, you know, doing that revolving door to their doctor's offices and on multiple medications and they're not living a high quality of life. And that's not how it's supposed to be at all. So I think people, we just actually just want to get back to how things are supposed to be which is living a, a long, healthy life without being on medications and living a life disease-free. I think that's what it's all about. That's the ultimate anti-aging plan. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so I have a question I like to ask all of my guests. What do you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today? Hmm. Oh, I, I think the most pressing health issue 
is a mental problem. Mm -hmm. And I would turn that nocebo. Mm -hmm. So people are very quick to believe something negative rather than believe something positive. Now, we all know how powerful placebo is. Nocebo is infinitely more powerful. So they did placebo surgery documentary in Texas, right, where they took the 300 men and they, they all thought they had the full surgery on their knees, they couldn't put any weight on their knees, and then two years after all the surgery was done, 100 of them found out they never had a surgery. They had a decision, they were sewn up, right? And so they learned about placebo, but then they banned it after 60 minutes and nobody could figure out why. It's because of nocebo. For example, did you know that 1% of the population controls 99% of the wealth? That's a lie. That is a stinking, massive mm -hmm. lie because there's no way that could ever happen. There's too much value around us. There's so much. Look at the value you're creating. Mm -hmm. Which value we're creating? We're, 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 who are we? Right? Do, do millions of people know who we are? Are we big time celebrities? No, but we're. So it is an absolute physical impossibility for 1% of the population to control 99% of the world. But if we believe that, we place ourselves as if that is true. How about this one? Did you know that one out of every two men are going to get cancer and one out of every three women are going to get cancer? You know, 10 years ago, it wasn't so bad, but today, 2016, guess what, people? And so we're supposed to believe that? Hmm. Let's see. If I believe that, I'm going to immediately subconsciously put myself into the 50 percentile possibility of getting cancer. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not true. Hmm. That's not true. Yeah, I have read that so much that I've ingrained that into my psyche, you know, because my own father died of cancer and so many relatives of mine have cancer that it seems like that statistic is it can't, could be true. Right, exactly. And we validate it by the things that we see and we also validate it by the things that we say. So if it, like, you know, the doctor says, you have liver cancer. I'm not going to say, oh, I have liver cancer. Because if I go and say that, now I'm convincing myself that that might be true. But 50% of their diagnoses are false. So what's with that? Mm. And then you find out the tumors come and tumors go. You know, we had, we had a big cyst show up in our golden retriever's throat about maybe four weeks ago. Really big, bad one. He's only two years old. Super amazing show dog. Absolutely gorgeous, wonderful, healthy. We give him the best. He just gets everything great, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the breeder who's showing him you know, on our behalf, and we're allowing that because that's the agreement. She sees that, oh, you got to take him to the vet right away. you got to get that checked out. Just get that. Just tell him, don't do any scans. I've already had it checked. You take him to your vet, just get it cut out. Well, we got too busy. I mean, I thought, you know, maybe we should. I don't know. I've never seen that before. So, and, and the temptation was to go to the vet, but we got too busy. And I kind of felt bad. It's like, the breeder's telling me, and we got this thing going on with the show dog, I should not let that go. Sure enough, it's gone. It just went away. Where'd it go? Mm -hmm. it, her vet said it was a, a red blood cell cyst of some kind. Mm -hmm. Okay, whatever that is. That was guessing, because then it was gone. It was nothing. It was it came and left. So, you know, I think we the, that's the biggest health problem, is that people are not mentally tuned in to reality of what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. In the world around them, and I'm, I'm just as guilty as you are. I'm not telling anybody I'm not susceptible to that kind of deception mm -hmm. or self-deceiver. I'm sitting here today on this call. I'm deceived in many areas of my life that I can't tell you what they are right now because if I could tell you, I wouldn't be deceived in those areas, right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm not open to the idea that I could potentially be deceived in many areas, then how can I be helped? 
Yeah. If I look back over the last 10 years, I see many areas where I was enlightened to go, dude, you were messed up. <laughs> you were thinking totally screwed up. Like, yeah. what was wrong? Whoa. That was, it was right in front of your face and you couldn't see it. Yeah. That's how easily it was received. So deception is, you know, that nocebo, nocebo problem. Mm-hmm. They've got to stop it, but they're not going to stop it. They're, they're getting more sophisticated. They get more communication coming at us through all these media channels that they got, you know, access to us. We, we got rid of the TV years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's TV programming, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't watch television either. I watch films and Netflix and things like that. But I do. I don't want to see these food commercials and drug commercials and lies on the news that are fed to us. Right. That, uh, you know, and they, they don't give you correct information in the media because all of the paid advertising is food companies and the pharmaceutical companies. So they're not going to say anything unfavorable, unfavorable to their funders. So there's no way you could ever get correct information in the mainstream media about health. That's right. Oh, and SARS. Remember SARS? Mm -hmm. SARS is here to stay. It's here to stay. It was total fake. And then the the Ebola fake. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as the the, what they're telling us, sure Ebola exists. Sure SARS exists. But it's nothing anywhere close to what they're talking about. It is not in our space. And same with the Zika. We could talk about it all day, but really, it's that's noise. Yeah. So that's the big problem. And, and people need to actually believe that their bodies have the capability to live a very long time and to thrive and be super healthy, mm-hmm. provided that they're willing to open up to the idea of how to support that. Mm-hmm. And to not, you got to live a life based on living, operating from a standpoint of human love. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't have to even be religious to have that. Right? Human love instead of fear. But most of us, and I know in certain areas of my life right now, I'm operating from a place of fear and I don't know that. I don't know where those are. I'll find them. Mm-hmm. Right? And they got to be coming from a place of love, which is not gushing love or some flower child, but love being able to face reality and let that correction come in and really put it out for everybody else and not try to have an agenda where we're trying to manipulate the, thing, the situation to our benefit. You know? Mm-hmm. Looking out for the other people's best interests at all times. And, and finding out where I'm not doing that and correcting where, where I'm not doing and correcting continuously. Yeah. So and if we all take that attitude, we will become healthier and healthier and healthier. Mm-hmm. And that because and, we're getting out of deception. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That was really, really beautiful. Thank yeah. you. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more uh, about where they can find you and some of your, your marine phytoplankton and, and other supplements as well. Yeah, so our, our corporate website is activationproducts.com, where we only just list what we have and who we are and where we're located and that kind of thing. We don't really sell a lot off of our corporate website. Mm-hmm. So our, the way that we market products is we have a subscriber list mm-hmm. that, we, that we share a lot of valuable information with them on an ongoing basis for, from a health perspective. And then we have various web pages like oceanslive.com, is the one where they go for the phytoplankton. We have another one called easemagnesium.com, which is a transdermal magnesium product that's ultra pure. Mm-hmm. It's the highest end in the world by 10x of these. Because mm-hmm. we, we make sure we find that top level stuff that we pay 10 times more for. And that's fine. It doesn't make the product unaffordable. Uh, and the way we process is very special. And then we have uh, Panacea, P A N A 
SEDA, like panacea, but it's seeds.com. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole line of seed oils that are all certified organic. And they're, again, processed through a German technology that nobody else has. Mm-hmm. So there's no damage to the oil. And oil is just a carrier for nutrients. So panacea.com and, you know, just generally that's the, the three main websites. And then activationproducts.com. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, because I've read that parent seed oils are actually more nutritive than omega-3 oils from fish oils. They're actually healthier for you. Right, yeah. Parent essential oils are from a plant-based, but the entire problem with PEO, Mm -hmm. which is what it is, right, is that they are pressed in a way that grinds and shears the oil. Mm -hmm. So then, therefore, it opens up to oxygen. Mm -hmm. Refrigerator, you've got another problem with rancidity. And it's not the nutrients that go rancid, it's the oil, mm-hmm. right? And the oil then damages the nutrients. So our product, you can tell by color, taste, texture, smell, mm-hmm. and reports, it tells you exactly there's no damage to that at all. Mm-hmm. And it's stable. doesn't require refrigeration. We use a special neuron glass that is like, this is, this is a, like a super dark violet. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is not our product. This is a friend of mine's product. It's, she packs a neuron glass and... This is a cool product, too, which actually has marine phytoplankton and it's stabilized in honey, which is another interesting thing. Mm. But neuron glass does not, it actually improves whatever you put in based upon infusing light energy within that product. Sounds woo woo, but it's actually not. Mm. Mm. You could take a fresh picked tomato and put it inside this jar, and 18 months later it'll still be plump and juicy and you can cut it and eat it. Wow. Whereas put it in a regular jar, that's just on the counter without refrigeration. Mm. If you put it in a regular jar, Six months, it's all blown apart and fungus and messed up. Huh. Wow, that's so, really, really interesting. Yeah, and that's for real. You can uh-huh. go on the website, it's Miron Glass, M-I-R-O-N, hmm. Glass. It's way expensive compared to any other bottling. But again, if a bottle is 10 cents and you're paying 10 times more, it's only a dollar. Yeah. So we, we consider that a worthy thing to do, that you know, we, put it, we put all of our products in that. Yeah, I love it. You go to such lengths to deliver products. You only have a handful of products that are the best available in their class because you go to these great lengths to to make the best products. And you know, it's just it's amazing. Right. Yeah, we just set the bar very high on ourselves rather than having somebody set it for us because it's uh, you know it's exciting. The healthier you get, the less you actually personally need money as well, which I find a very interesting phenomenon. Yeah. And the more, the more definitive it gets. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ian, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you sharing your wealth of knowledge and, uh, you know, a lot of great information about marine phytoplankton and how it can benefit our health. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you, Andy. It's my pleasure. And listeners, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to live2110.com. We can learn all about longevity and healthy diet, a modern paleo diet, and detoxification. And visit the new mineralpower.com where you can learn about my detoxification program. Thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast. <laughs>